Welcome to the Christian Life Austin podcast. Visit clcaustin.com for the latest news. We're talking about mind monsters today, mind monsters, and this is the third week in the series. Pastor Kevin Gerald was here a couple of weeks ago and introduced it to us, and many of you bought books, and that has been a challenge for me because you are reading the same book that I'm teaching from, but by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord and then you uh, you build up your most precious faith praying in the Holy Ghost that's another way to increase your faith and then faith really has to be tried before it is really proven can you believe God for the miracle can you believe God for the things in your life that you really really want from him can you believe him for that and from the moment you believe to the moment it is completed that's faith that interim there is faith we have some beautiful people that have come back to church today that are really welcome and I don't want to go to naming names here today but we're so happy to see many many people ministries and moves have taken them away from CLC but many of them are back today and we're so happy to have them so let's give all of our comebackers a great hand today amen that's good stuff I want you to put up the, uh, the second slide of Mind Monsters here. Put up the second slide if you would. Here it is. It's anger. It's guilt. It's inferiority. It's fear. It's low self-worth. It's worry. It's wearisome. Weariness. It's doubt. It's intimidation. Any of those things that's in your mind, that's what we call mind monsters. Just leave it there. Mind monsters. And we want to... We want to do something about those things. We want to go to another level today and doing something about those in our life. Take your person by the hand next to you and say, I will receive the word of the Lord as it is preached today. I will honor God with my mind, with my heart, with my actions. Preach to me, Pastor. And you may be seated in the name of the Lord. God bless you so very much. Last Sunday we spoke about mind monsters that can and do attack everyone. None of us are immune. We spoke of Gideon who was threshing wheat in a wine press and discovered that when he was afraid of the Midianites that God sent an angel and told him he was a mighty warrior. Isn't it amazing how God sees us versus how we see ourselves? His ways are above ours. His thoughts are above ours. And when you start listening to how God thinks about you, it's amazing what you can do in the might of the power of God. And then he told him to go in the strength that he had. In other words, if you're going to win this thing against the Midianites, the mind monsters of that time, the intimidators of that time, the people that cause Israel to worry, he said, you've got to go in the strength that you have. You have to go forward in what you have because if you will exert your strength, the strength that you have, the third thing he told him, he said, the Lord will be with you. But God is not going to go and fight your battles while you sit on the sideline and say, well, I hope everything works out, but, you know, take care of them, God. And when you get them whipped for me real good, and I might join your army. No. We have got to get up and go forward. Faith may be a word you've heard thousands of times. You may have said the word faith thousands of times. 
But hearing it and saying it is not the same as calling it into your life. Put it on the screen. The number one and all-encompassing benefit of faith in your heart and mind is that it won't share space with the negative invaders of the mind. Amen. When faith increases, doubt decreases. When faith walks in the room, worry walks out of the room. When faith stands up, sadness, despair, fearful imaginations have to sit down. The Bible encourages all of us to live a life of faith. I don't have it on the screen, but Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said, have faith in God. Romans 1, 17, Paul said, the righteous will live by faith. Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Romans 10 and 17 says, faith comes by hearing the word of God. Jesus said in Matthew 8, 26, O ye of little faith. Luke chapter 17, verse 5, the disciples prayed, Lord, increase our faith. Luke 7, Jesus said, I have not found such great faith. Here's what I want to tell you. Faith is the avenue. Faith is the key that unlocks the door that lets worry out and insecurities out and fear out and guilt out. The just shall live by faith. And I want you to understand, God is not going to come to your pity party. He is not going to come to old pitiful me thinking. But when you stand up and say, my trust is in the Lord. My confidence is in him. Look out. He can't get here quick enough. He will be on the scene before you can finish your prayer. Because faith is still the operative word in the kingdom of God. Clap your hands for that right now. So two weeks ago, Pastor Kevin talked about an acronym of faith. And for you that were not here, we're going to go past it one more time, just very quickly, for it's in his book. F, faith, F, means to focus on the positive. You've got to focus on things that are positive. Faith doesn't make problems go away. It just keeps them in perspective. God's bigger than all your problems. The A of faith, affirm yourself. Have some self-talk. Joel 3 and 10 says, let the weak say, I am strong. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What Paul said in Philippians 4. I am not a failure. I will be a success in God. You need to talk to yourself. The I in the acronym of faith. Imagine God doing something good for you. Faith is seeing things that are not as though they were. That's what God does. And if you're going to see it as God sees it, you need to call things that are not as though they were. It may not be happening right now, but I see it happening in my mind. It may not be taking place today, but it's coming down the road. It may not be working out in my life right now, but I'm going to stand up and say it's still going to happen. God is still on the throne. And it may not happen today in church, but it will happen in my life. I will see the the fullness of God in my life. Amen? Amen? And then trust God. The T, trust God in everything. We've had rain. I lost my golf course the other day. I'm sorry. It's not mine. It's the one I go play at. Onion Creek is, uh, is an onion river now. 
and it is uh, and all the precious people that live in Onion Creek I, I think I checked on just about everybody but uh, God love you and you folks that came through this flood I promise you with everything that's in us if you'll just kind of let us know this church is going to rally for you amen this church is going to rally for you if you'll just kind of let us know uh, I think it's so neat the Samaritan purse men from Charlotte North Carolina from the Franklin Graham organization came to our church yesterday and talked to me about us helping them they wanted to find a church where they could anchor themselves here they're a nonprofit organization and they have come here to help the flood victims they have come here to help those people and because we have we have supported Samaritan Purse in the past they want to come directly here and so after church today the good Lord willing we're going to meet with some of the leaders of the Samaritan Purse organization and this church is going to back them while they stay here in Austin Texas I think that's an awesome thing I think that's good stuff amen Amen. And I know some of you have had rain, but I promise you there's still a sun up there. And the rain's going to fade and God's going to let the sun come out. Trust God in everything. Don't hold back on God in your giving. Don't hold back on God in your praise. Don't hold back on God in your coming to church because you've got to trust him now as never before. You will not have a shortage in your life if you put God in your life and you trust him for everything. Amen. And then H, the H of the acronym, hope for the best. Expect the good. Get up every morning expecting good. See the good. Believe the good. Understand that God is for you. And if God's for you, oh, I could preach right now. Who can be against you? Amen? Punch your neighbor and say, you ain't nothing. God's for me. No, don't do that to your wife. Not to your wife. Not to your husband. So 2 Corinthians chapter 10 is our launching scripture again today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5. We demolish it with me. We demolish, we demolish. arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought, every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Wow. To Christ. Romans 12 and 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, there's four steps I want to share with you today. It's in the book, but you hadn't heard me preach it because faith comes by hearing. There's four steps that I want to talk to you about today. The first step of how to handle mind monsters is number one, you got to recognize them. Everybody say you got to recognize mind monsters. You got to know when one's coming at you. You got to know when one's got you in his sight. Now, this can be challenging. It's not easy to recognize your own mind monsters as it is, as it is to recognize other people's mind monsters. Boy, she's got a problem. He's got a problem. Ooh, they got some issues. Mm hmm. It's easy to recognize there's mind monsters don't announce their entry to your mind. They use your reasoning. They use your rationale as their voice. In fact, they come the same way as wisdom comes. Isn't that amazing? As intelligence and knowledge comes into our minds. Mind monsters come disguised as your own voice and sometimes through the opinion of others, people's voices. People like to say, I'm just being real. But if your real is negative... If your real is always worried, 
If your will is always afraid, if your will is always nervous, if your will is always fatal, you need to change being real. Because a real God does not put that kind of heart into people's lives. A real God gives you joy and joy unspeakable. A real God gives you a peace that passes understanding. Can I get a witness from the congregation? A real God gives you words of wonder and words of beauty. A real God allows you to speak peace to people and joy to people and live in a life of overcoming. Amen. So how do you recognize mind monsters? What kind of tools can you use to recognize them? You know, bankers work with real money. They really do. And they can recognize fake and counterfeit money because they work with real money. I asked somebody one day, I said, how, how do you know it's counterfeit? And they said, well, if it doesn't look real, it's counterfeit. We work with real around here. That's a pretty good, pretty good answer. Then they got one of those little pencils, those little pens, and they do that to it sometimes. Boom. And I had to ask about that. I said, what's that? They said, a counterfeit pen. Oh, okay. She said, you want me to put it on you at the bank over here? And I said, no, no, I'm real. I'm real. <laughs> the greatest tool for detecting mind monsters in your life is God's Word. It's a counterfeit pen. It recognizes things that are not real. And if we know God's word well enough, we're able to compare what's in our head with what's in the scripture. Think about what you're thinking about. So I think that mind monsters really come about three ways. Number one is what I call internal dialogue. You can write this down, internal dialogue. There's sometimes we get to asking ourselves questions like, am I confused today or am I clear-minded? Am I weak today or am I strong? Do I feel worried today or am I at peace? Am I discouraged today or am I confident? Am I angry and uh, are calm or joyful today? Where am I? Jeremiah made this statement one day to the Lord. He said, Lord, I am only a youth. Here was a man that was going to prophesy great things about Israel, but he said, I'm only a youth. Moses worried about his speech. The I can'ts of life can be numbing to the future that you have in God. Paul told Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power and love and a sound mind. So when you start talking to yourself, you need to change conversations. My daddy used to tell me, he said, son, I see you talking to yourself. I said, yes, sir. He said, what are you doing? I said, asking questions. He said, as long as you don't answer them, son, you're all right. But when you start answering your questions, you're in trouble. But I'm here to tell you something. When the words confused and clear-minded come, you need to take confused out and leave clear-minded. When the words weak and strong come, take out weak and leave strong. When word and peace are battling one another, it's like two lions in you. Somebody said one line is good and the other's bad. Which one, which one wins the war? The one you feed the most. So when you get up in the morning, you don't need to think cloudy. You need to think clear-headed. You don't need to be down. You need to be up because his grace is renewed every morning. And his mercies are great for us every day. Here's what I want to tell you. God Almighty starts you all over again every morning. Every time you wake up, he said, my mercies are new today. My mercies are new. You want to try my mercy? You want a little grace? Here it is. I'm here for you today. 
Oh, I can preach about that. Somebody help me right now. The second way that we allow mon monsters to come in the record we can recognize is in our moods. What kind of mood are you? Isn't it amazing how some people just pout all the time? Just pout. Mm. And you try to find a word to get inside their head and you try to make them laugh and they make you look like an idiot because you're trying to make them laugh. You try to help them with something and they just, they snub their nose. But moods, mastering our moods and emotions is an awesome thing to, to recognize mind monsters with. Do you feel high? Do you feel low? Do you feel energized? Do you feel tired? Do you feel happy? Do you feel sad? Moods can bring mind monsters. You know, Western culture, sometimes we tend to separate mind and body, and we think of the brain as the mind where consciousness exists. However, our physical mind, listen to me now, actually exists beyond the boundaries of our physical brain. This brain is locked in here, but my mind is not locked in here. This brain is here, but my mind is out there. I'm thinking out there. See, our brain is connected to the nervous system, which is connected to every part of our body. And sometimes there's nothing going on negative in this brain, but we feel our body getting stiff. We feel we detect physical clues as clenched jaws and the tension in our neck and heat in our face. And there's nothing going on here. It's in our mind out here. So what I'm trying to say is this. God gave you a great brain. Why don't you just start using your brain the way God gave it to you? God didn't give you a brain to think worried thoughts and negative ideas. Oh, I'm preaching right now. He gave you a brain that was fearfully and wonderfully made. He gave you a brain that made A-pluses and passed the bar on the first chance this last week. He gave you a brain. He gave you a brain to do great things in life. Don't allow your mind to whip the brain that God has given you. Well, I could preach on that a while. Then the third one is what I call conversation. Everybody say conversation. conversation. Don't get mad at me, okay? When you continually speak to negative people, it'll bring you down. David, I've used it many times, but David was anointed king of Israel. You got to get this. Anointed king of Israel. In the home of Jesse. And he finds himself in a cave in 1 Samuel 22 of Adullam. With 400 people that were discouraged, distressed, and discontented. Now you got to get this. He's anointed. He has an anointing on his head. And he finds himself in a cave with 400 men that are discouraged, in debt, and discontented. Now, out of those men came 37 mighty men, and it was an awesome thing that he turned some of those men around. But five chapters after being in the cave of Adullam with men who were negative in their talk, David makes this statement about himself. He said, I will one day perish by the hand of Saul. In other words, I'm not going to live long because Saul's going to take my life. Oh, let your pastor preach a little bit right now. When conversation takes you away from his anointing, 
When conversation takes you away from his anointing and what he has done for you, how many of you have been saved by the grace of God here today? Come on. Come on, clap your hands all over the house. I've been saved by the grace of God. How many have been plunged in the waters of baptism? Come on, clap your hands. How many of you have found that Jesus is real? How many of you found out that the anointing is powerful? That the anointing destroys the yoke? Don't you allow conversation. Don't you allow conversation of negativeites like the Hittites and the Amalekites, the negativeites. <laughs> Folks, I feel like preaching today, so if you don't feel like listening, just listen anyhow. <laughs> the negativeites of life. Have you heard? Did I do that? I just did that, didn't I? David had oil on him, six quarts, drowned it in oil. And he finds himself in a cave with negative men, and he comes out and he says, I'm going to just die. I'm going to die. No, you're not going to die, David. You're going to reign 40 years. You're going to live a long time. Out of your lineage is going to come Messiah. Out of your life is going to come the line of the tribe of Judah. What do you mean you're going to die, David? You're not going to die. You're going to live. You're going to be exalted as king of Israel. Don't let somebody talk your anointing off of your head. Don't let somebody talk the anointing out of your heart. Don't let somebody talk the glory out of your soul. Come on. Conversation can bring us down, and it's not necessary for us to capitulate to that. Say amen to that. You see, you can't live in a dump ground and not get contaminated. You can't eat from a trash can and not get sick. Oscar the Grouch. Some of you are not good grandparents. You don't know who Oscar the Grouch is. His favorite thing in life is trash. His favorite song is, I love trash. You don't always have to say what's on your mind. Marriages, let me tell you something, the same thing. Oh, there's times that Patty really needed me to say it. But I didn't need to say it. Because I knew when I said it, she's quicker than I am on her feet. And it's going to come back. If I put out the whirlwind, it was going to come back a hurricane. I'm sorry, baby, I didn't mean that. Don't say it. We need to think good things in God's house. You need to recognize where mind monsters come from, from internal mindsets, from moods, and from conversations. And when you recognize that, you can hold your hands up and say, not today. Second thing I want to talk about is when you recognize them, you've got to learn how to reject them. Everybody say reject them. A few years ago. My, uh, my alter ego was running my, my uh, video today. Don't do it just yet, Louis. Wait till I, Louis, wait till I tell you. A few years ago, we, we began to notice signs of some kind of animal taking over and tearing up our backyard. <clears throat> and at first, 
We didn't have a clue what kind of animal it was, but we knew it was an animal that was ferocious. And so I quit going on my back porch after dark because I didn't want to face it. It was like every night something would come into the backyard and tear up the grass, eat anything that was on the porch. I mean anything, destroy things that would tear easily. And our first thought was this is the biggest raccoon that we have ever invited to our backyard. Maybe one, perhaps two. Then suddenly our yard became a place where it looked like cattle had walked. And I thought, Lord, those Chick-fil-A cows are here. We're not eating enough chicken. And the place was torn up. And we put up with it for some time. We got tired of seeing destruction in our yard. And so it was time to call the exterminator. We said, we want you to come to our house and drive out the unwanted, unwelcome invader who came to set up residence in our yard. I remember an old movie called Ghostbusters. <laughs> Starring Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, three eccentric parapsychologists in New York City who start a ghost-catching business in haunted houses. Well, I needed somebody to come. In fact, I knew that I would not wake up one day and they would be gone forever. I knew I had to get somebody to exterminate them. In fact, folks, what I want to tell you is that backyard varmints and house bugs and mind monsters procreate. Negative assumptions create worry and worry creates fear. And fear creates paralysis. So who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. So PJ and I got on the phone because one night we found out who it was. There he is. A possum. A possum. Mm-hmm. How you doing, buddy? You don't come around anymore, do you? Because we call somebody. We call not the Ghostbuster, but Dunright Pest Control. Kevin Riley. Making advertising for him right now. I said, Kevin, we can't wait. We got to have you right now. I didn't get permission to preach this. I just took it, Kevin. I'm sorry. I said, we need you right now. Got to have you right now. We are run over with possums in our yard. So he came over and he put out a big old, big old trap for animals. And that night, I couldn't wait till the next morning. That night, we caught a possum. And Patty was so kind, she made some sweet potatoes and cooked up that possum. <laughs> Teasing. Those Chick-fil-A Chick cows really would come over then, wouldn't they? But, so Kevin said, Pastor, we're going to do it again tonight. So he put another, another one out the next night. And we caught another possum. Wasn't the same one. Because the first one had to go to possum prison. And so the next night we caught another one. Then the next night he put the trap out again and we missed it. But the next night he put the trap out again we caught another possum. Isn't that right, Kevin? Three out of four nights, we caught possums. And I said, Kevin, we're, we're getting the whole herd here. <laughs> but something happened. He put the trap out again the next night, no possum. The next night, no possum. And about three more nights, no more possum. Because here's what happened. <laughs> possums talk. 
And somewhere out there, Papa Possum, who was sending his kids to bring food back to Possumville, said, my kids are all getting captured and put in prison. Let's don't go to that Johnson house. Oh, I'm fixing to preach right now. Let's don't go to that Johnson house anymore because every time we go to that Johnson house, somebody captures us. Somebody takes our thoughts captive and brings them down and puts them in submission to Almighty God. Somebody is taking care of our possums. (laughs) If any of them show up again, I'm not even going to put a warning up. Here's what you got to do. You got to set up quality controls in your mind. I was going to show you a video today, but, but it's, it's probably just a little outside PG. But there is a guy on Saturday Night Live that talks about when things come to him that he don't like, he said, I'm just going to throw it down. His name is Adam Sandberg. I'm just going to throw it down. He said, when somebody tries to put something on me, I'm just going to throw it down. Oh, I love it. It's the cutest, it's the cutest little uh, YouTube. Look at it when just you and your wife are at home. I'm going to throw it down. I'm just going to throw it down. You know what you got to do every now and then when, when hell comes around and tries to put a mind monster in your life? You got to come right back. You got to throw some things down. You got to throw them down. I'm not going to let you worry me. I'm not going to let you bring me anxiety. I'm not going to let you make me live in guilt. I'm not going to let you make me live with hypertension. I'm not going to live in stress. I'm just going to throw it down. Somewhere in your life, you've got to throw it back. You've got to reject them. I used to see Charles Barkley. Now I know Charles Barkley's not some of your favorite guys. I still love him. He's terrible sometimes. Just terrible, but I love him. In fact, I could be Charles Barkley's buddy. But Charles Barkley, when he played basketball, had a, had a rubber band he wore around his wrist, like this one. When he would miss a free throw, he'd go and pop that rubber band. That hurts. Y'all think I'm tough, but that hurts. I'm going to pass out here in a minute. No. And some of you need to either get something to throw down or you need to get a rubber band on your wrist. And when mind monsters come, say, get out. I reject you. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You pop that wrist a few times, I promise you, you're going to drive them out and God's going to put good thoughts back in you. In fact... When you leave today, I've got ushers ready to give you all kinds of rubber bands for your wrists. Because I don't want you, oh, let me talk. I don't want you going through life. I don't want you going through this week with all kinds of things rushing into your mind. I want you to throw some things down. I want you to pop your wrist. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to say, I am a child of God, been blood bought, been washed in the blood, sacrificed by Calvary's blood. I've been saved by the grace of God. I've been saved by the mercy of God. I am going my way to heaven, and the journey gets sweeter every day. 
You know, just because people are good to you doesn't mean they're good for you. You need to have some self-talk. You need to tell yourself, I'm not a loser, I'm a winner. When your boss tells you something, you have a negative thought, you need to start having a positive thought. When a child acts up to a parent, you can't let that child ruin your day. You've got to snap yourself and throw it on the ground and say, I'm going to think right. My kid's going to grow up and be great in the kingdom of God. If you sit down and eat a meal and see foreign objects in your food, it won't go in your mouth. Sometimes you're going to be hanging out with people and the next thing you know, something ugly or critical or negative is being said, you've got to throw it on the ground and pop your wrist and say, no more. Because mind monsters keep you from being in the presence of God because you can't get off of negative thinking. Say amen to it. Let me hurry. Everybody say, Pastor, I'm going to be a good finder. I'm going to find the good. I'm going to be a good finder. Amen? Looking for goodwill finder. I'm going to be a good finder. I'm going to be a good finder. I'm going to hunt for goodwill. I'm going to hunt for good things. I'm going to be on a search for things that are good and honorable and right and just. And then when you reject them, you've got to replace them. Now, let, let's talk a little bit. This is, this is going to be a little, a little quicker. You've got to replace them. Am I, am I, am I boring you yet? You've got to replace them. There's remedy for bad thinking is good thinking. Remedy for bad thinking is God's thinking. The question is, what are you feeling in your mind? We feed our dog healthy dog food. We feed a horse if we have one quality food. How much more is our mind need to be fed with God's word? There's a scripture that I want you to get a hold of. Put it on the screen. Put it on the screen right now. Philippians 4 and 8. And here's what it says. Finally, brother. In other words, he said, I'm, I'm just a little bit weary with all this. But I'm going to tell you, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true. Say it, true. Whatever is honorable. Say honorable. Whatever is just. Say just. Whatever is pure, say pure. Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, say worthy of praise. Think about these things. If you don't know another scripture in the Bible, get on that one. Because I promise you, if you start quoting that, you're going to replace the mind monsters that you've rejected with good things by the word of the Lord. I'm here to tell you, you need to overwrite some things in your life. Somebody might have told you when you was a young boy you'd never amount to anything. They called you stupid. They called you an idiot. They called you words that don't even need to come out of anybody's mouth. But I promise you, you need to take your pen and scratch that out. Get some white out and wipe that out and say, no more. I'm not going to listen to that anymore. I am who I am by the grace of God and God alone. Oh, I want to preach to you right now. You've got to replace some things in your life. Somebody said you'll always live in poverty. No, you're not going to always live in poverty. I wish I had a, I wish I had a video of this. I'll just play the video for the second service because I can't preach it this good in the second service. You're not going to always live in poverty. It's not going to always be that way. God is for you. God wants you to have health. He wants you to have prosperity. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to stand up and say, this is who I am. Yeah. 
or the man that told me one day said, son, go home to West Texas. You'll never be a preacher. You'll never have anything in this life trying to preach. I'm writing something over that today. If I don't preach another sermon in my life, I'm preaching one right now. I'm going to write it over. I am called of God. I am a man of God. I am a preacher of the gospel. I am who I am. God is for me. Write it, write it, write it, write it, write it, write it, write it. Amen. 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 I walked in a place of business one day and I heard one kid called another kid a bad words. He called him stupid. He said, you're stupid. I went off. Neither one of them was my kids. But I went off. I looked around and said, where's a parent here? Where's a parent? I don't see no parents. It's check a child and I'm the checker right now. I said, let me tell you something, son. He's not stupid and neither are you. Don't come out of your mouth anymore. He said, who are you? I said, it don't matter who I am. You just listen to me. He's not stupid. I looked at him. The kid was going, huh? Some people just don't ever get it. I walked away because I was afraid I was going inside a riot in the middle of a store. I can't stand to hear somebody say, somebody prophesied over me that I was this, this, this. You're not. You're what God calls you to be. You need to replace those mind monsters with God thoughts and God ideas. The Bible says, guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. The Bible says the power of life and death are in the tongue. Amen. It takes five positive statements to overcome one negative one. Thoughts can be transferred to us through other people's words, and words are powerful. Everyone has had something spoken over them that they need to be overwhelmed with by the Word of God. God can overwhelm anything said against you in your life. Then I close today, and I'm done. I'm done. Everybody say you got to recognize. You got to reject. Amen. Everybody say you got to reject. Everybody say you got to replace. And now you need to retrain. Everybody say retrain. Retrain your thinking. Once our mind thinks a certain way, it will automatically habitually think that way until we retrain it. I have a cousin that runs motocross. And uh, he said to cut a new path or a new rut, you have to be very intentional about it because you're going to fall into the same ruts that's been cut there for forever. There is a, there's a phrase like called neuroplasticity. It's the physical makeup of our brain tells us that it's dynamic and not static. Now, you've got to get this. As previously thought, we thought it was static, but it's really dynamic, meaning it can change. Your mind can change. Listen to me. You can change, and so can your thinking patterns. And habits can change as well. There is a phrase called neuro-linguistic programming. Neuro means brain, and linguistic means language. You can train your brain to talk a new language. Because your brain is dynamic, it's not static. What kind of language do you want your brain to think? What do you want to say? Do you want to be upbeat instead of a downbeat? Start talking to yourself. Start speaking to yourself. There's power in words. Do you want to be a person of integrity? 
start saying, I want to be a person of integrity. You've got to start talking that. You want to be a person that is happy? You want to be a person that everybody can trust and everybody can believe in? Start talking that way. You want to be a person that can be predicted by others? Like when I come on that porch, pastor's going to always be there smiling, hugging necks. That's a predictable thing because I made it so in my mind. And I'm not trying to preach you a PMA sermon today. I just want you to know that you can be positive if you want to. You can have a spirit of hope if you want to. You can laugh easily if you want to. It all depends on what you want to do. The old Chinese philosopher, Laozi is how you pronounce it. He said, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And it all starts with our thought. Our destiny is shaped by our thought. Everybody say, I can retrain my thinking. Let me tell you how to do it. You got to find a place of prayer. Pretty regular in your life. Because when you get alone with him, when you get alone with almighty God, and you shut out everybody, and you close out everybody else, you see... All of a sudden, you walk out of there with what he knows about you and thinks about you, not what everybody else is saying and thinking about you. And when you walk out with his affirmation and not everybody else's affirmation, you're going to start making an exclamation that I am a child of God. Amen? And I belong here. I belong here. I belong here. I'm going to make it to heaven. I live for God because God loved me first. So you can retrain yourself. You really, really can. You can retrain yourself. You can. My dad, my dad was a tremendous stutterer. He could, my dad could stutter when it was really embarrassing. He could, dad, dad was a stutterer. In fact, I've got a son-in-law that can do my dad better than my dad could do dad. Damon can do dad better than dad did dad. So we still hear dad speaking every, every, every week at our house because we still talk about him. And when we talk about him, somebody's got to talk like him. But I, I noticed something about my father. My father was always a lifter. He was such a lifter. And I think, really think, that even when he stuttered to say it, I really think that my dad's stuttering lift was greater on me then anybody's clear talking down to me. And I'd rather have someone that stuttered over me that spoke good things than somebody that could have an intellect and speak clearly and all they could talk was down. Just give me the stutterers that have hope in God because I'm a product of a man that couldn't talk right. He couldn't talk plain. He always had a stutter. And when he got more excited, he could, just couldn't get it out. And sometimes he just hit himself because he couldn't get it out. But he always lifted. My dad was a lifter. And I want to tell you, your heavenly father may sound like a stutterer to you because you hadn't heard his voice in a long time. But he wants to affirm you today. He wants to affirm you today. He wants you to recognize he wants you to reject. He wants you to replace, and he wants you to retrain. 
And he wants you to understand that this is a process that you can whip these things called mind monsters. God is for you today. Would you stand to your feet? I need somebody to play the piano. I need somebody to help. It's 1025, but I feel like having an altar appeal here today. Because I think a lot of us have heard from the Lord and they want to come and just say thank you, Lord, for the word today. Why don't you come fill the front up right now? Let's just all step forward here. Come on, come on, someone step forward here. Could somebody come and sing a little song here for us today? We're going to close with prayer as a family. We're going to close with an altar appeal with family. Come on, come on out of the balcony. Come on out of the balcony. It's all right. It's okay. We got room. You can find the And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks again for listening.